When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If this is your first time joining us, like I always say, please tell a friend, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you know when we're posting, but we post every single Friday, baby. Also, check through the library, watch some old episodes. Sometimes people are like, you should have this dude on. I'm like, I had him on. So check it out. Peruse through the Whisk Gins library uh, to keep this thing moving along smooth. I got a lot of stuff to talk about today um, with Dr. Drew. Because uh, sadly, your boy got sick. I got sick. The Red Rocket got sick. I was very sad and upset about it. I had to cancel my shows this weekend, which bummed me out a lot. Um, the fans were upset. I was even more upset. Trust me, it hurt my heart a lot to not be able to go back out and do what I love so much and see the fans. Um, it was a bummer, man. It really, really was. But uh, what are you going to do? This is a part of the life of 2020. We're getting through it. We're trying to be conscious, stay healthy, and uh, I don't want to put anybody else at risk, so I couldn't travel, um, so I wanted to stay safe, so that was the decision that we had to make, but I'm still doing podcasts, I'm still coming into your living room, or your computer, or your TV, or however you listen or watch the show, so I'm happy that you're here for this, I appreciate you very much, if you want to know more about me and what's going on, andrewsantino.com has the information, that's where the Patreon link is, which we're doing one-on-one Cheeto chats, I'm getting more involved with the fans, which I love. More more one-on-one stuff with the fans has been super fun. We do a Zoom uh, every month. It's been seriously so much fun to do that Patreon. So check it out. It also helps fuel this show for the people behind the scenes that make this thing possible. Uh, that's where the Patreon helps fuel. So appreciate your love there. And if you're looking for the merch like this shirt, andrewsantinostore.com. They got all the merch. We got the hats. We got the rocks glasses, the hoodies, the shirts. We got it all. So go to andersantinostore.com for the merch. Go to andersantino.com for the link for the Patreon. Um, and other than that, you know, thanks for coming along for the ride. Thanks for being here. Uh, this is a good app, so enjoy it. Whiskey Ginger is supported by Squarespace. Guys, I've talked about it before. Squarespace is incredible. Beautiful, beautiful templates that help you design a website to publish content, to sell something, to put the word out there about your brand new baby shower or your wedding or your divorce, whatever you want to publicize, you can do it through Squarespace. It's extremely simple. Um, they have the ability on the website to customize to your own feel, you know, different settings. Um, they have all sorts of stuff that make it simple for you to use. That's the most important thing. Remember designing websites used to be a total nightmare. Now Squarespace makes it so simple to get on there and, and use these templates that they put into place, or you can make it from scratch on your own if you're that good. I don't got Freddy fast fingers like that. I need help. Okay. So uh, you can customize and everything is optimized, easy, right out of the box. It's so simple to use. If you're looking to design a website to sell a product or talk about something that's going on, you need to use Squarespace. Um, head over to squarespace.com slash whiskey. We know what it is for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code whiskey. Get 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Go to squarespace.com. If you're looking to create a site, it's the only way to go. It's gorgeous. It's sexy. Use the promo code whiskey to get 10% off. Squarespace.com slash whiskey. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that 
creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are oh, hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. It is Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew, thanks for being here. It is my pleasure. This is one of my favorite podcasts. You're one of my favorite persons. Oh, I love which you. I say, which I say in every podcast I go on. I mean, not. I mean, no, you don't. Really my favorite. no, you don't. No, you don't. Actually, I don't. Just for actually, me. I don't. Sure. Um, so this is your second time here on the Whiskey Ginger. Sadly, we can't be together because of what's going on. And uh, I think I'll jump right into it. What's going on is... Uh, I have COVID-19. I got coronavirus. Fantastic. Sadly. Um, I, I don't know about sadly. You've done pretty well with it. Now I'm jealous. Well, here's the thing. There's so much to unpack here, so much to talk about. But the bummer for me was I'm not one of these dudes that's like, fuck masks and, right. you know, who gives a shit. I was generally, for what it's worth, super safe or about as safe as you could be. Limited contact with people. Yeah. Um, it just, it was pretty remarkable how, how easily it was caught. It was caught, you know, and not, not to name names, but a friend of a friend, we were having beers outside watching football. How, couple, how close, how, what was the, how many foot distance? This is kind of interesting. The crazy part is it was at a rectangular table. I was at the head and he was sitting down, kind of down the line, so to speak. So I would say, not to sound annoying, but five five to six feet. I mean, he wasn't that close to me. But oddly enough, you know, yeah, we but spent six enough time feet, together. I mean, we're, there's a lot, of a lot of data now about aerosols, aerosols. It's maybe further than droplets, blah, blah, blah. Right. And if you spend any time at a distance from someone. Now, were you in the sun? Were you outdoors? Outside, yeah. In the sun or in the shade? In the shade. See, that's interesting. Theoretically, the UV would have prevented that kind of aerosolized spread. But, uh, you know, even even so, outdoors should not be a kind of environment where you'd see aerosol spread. Yeah. But, you know, are you sure he didn't come up and bring you a beer or something? He, I mean, well, we were talking before sitting down outside together, but we had masks on. Um and we were probably within a couple of feet of each other, but we were all wearing masks because we were waiting to get sat on the patio. Um, what kind of mask were we wearing? N95. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> I'm serious. Crazy. So um, the crazy part is our other friend who was with us did not get it. Uh, and the person that gave it to me, his girlfriend also did not get it. Um, so we're saying is you're a, you're, you're a puss? I, ki I kissed him on the mouth is what happened. Okay. We, All right. Well, there you go. We that, did one of those. Pretty much. We did one of those um, uh, Lady in the Tramp moments. We had spaghetti <laughs> and we twirled the spaghetti through our tongues. And yeah, no, I mean, I was being generally, for what it's worth, very safe. And of course, look, seven seven months later into this thing. Yeah. And I, cu I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is, I, ca I can't believe that this is happening. And um you know, well, this I don't is the, know. this is the this is what the this is the one of the intriguing things about this virus. We we can't fully protect ourselves. It is highly contagious. Yeah. Some people have some degree of immunity. We hopefully will get to the point where we can sort of measure that what the, mm. someone's cellular immunity is from having been exposed to other coronaviruses. They say that you know we're causing colds before. 
some people may be somewhat resistant for that. They may have other reasons they're resistant. Were you taking any of the sort of the cocktails, the math plus cocktails to uh, prevent COVID, the vitamin D and vitamin C and zinc and all that stuff? You know, I had a daily vitamin, but really nothing. I wasn't like upping my ante or whatever. I wasn't so, like, so, you know. so th th there's something right there. Do you know whether the people that didn't get it were taking any of those things? No, but that's an interesting question. I'm, I'm, I, I have to talk to them about that. I think, uh, I don't know. No, I don't, I don't know their habits. You know, the, right. the, the one friend was from New York right. and, uh, you know, he was been sucking on subway rails for, you know, his whole life. So I'm sure he's fine, but it's weird to think that. You know, I was generally safe and honestly limited my contact with people that I saw and was pretty careful about who I was seeing and knew, asking them pretty blatantly about, you know, had they been traveling, had they been out? And if I did see people, it was almost exclusively outdoors on a patio uh, or taking a walk with someone like in a neighborhood outside, you know, like mm -hmm. didn't really do any of those indoor it's just, it's an, I guess it's what's annoying about this whole thing. And there's a, a laundry list of stuff I want to go over with with you. Yeah. Um, it's annoying well, when, pe when people say, um, oh, you must not have been being careful. And you're like, that, that is such a vague, you know, what does that really mean? I mean, people can only do so much until... Right. What, what is careful? Like, uh, right. you know, I, I'm... So, I'm so... You know. So let me address some of them. So yeah. let, let me go over the vitamin thing, this Math math Plus programs, M-A-T-H Plus. Yeah. Uh, it was organized out of Eastern Virginia Medical School. Uh, it includes 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C, 5,000 units of vitamin D, give or take, depending on what your doctor says, 25 milligrams of zinc. You can add quercetin, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. Some people take aspirin, pepsid, thiamine, 100 to 500 milligrams. Again, talk to your doctor about that. These seem to, all these things seem to modulate the immune system or sort of balance the immune system in such a way that it can fight it off a little better. Mm. And the zinc itself with something like quercetin may actually be antiviral, so that's a good thing to take. In terms of the mask phenomenon and carefulness, some of the, the, the thoughtful anti-mask physicians I know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I wear masks all the time, I have no problem with it, it doesn't hurt me, so I do it. I feel like I'm doing something. We know that droplets are the main means of transmission. It certainly catches those droplets up front. Mm -hmm. We're starting to worry more about aerosols, which get out the side or can be transmitted, you know, in a room for a you know, longer period of time or at a greater distance. And the anti-mask thoughtful physicians I know essentially say it's going to happen anyway, whether you wear the mask or not. Just do the distancing and leave it at that. Ah. And uh, it's kind of interesting, you know, that, that's yeah. a minority opinion, but there are those out there that say, you know, we're not against masks, we're against, you know, thinking we can really stop this thing because it's so contagious. Right. Let's not throw around the word minority, Drew. You know, let's just be a little <laughs> bit more conscious. No, I, 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 think, I, think, I think what's, I think what's um, yeah, I guess what's interesting, and let me, I want to talk about the elephant in the room also, like, I love you, uh, you know, I'm a fan, and you're a friend now. And you got criticism for kind of, uh, I don't know, how, how do I say it? Kind of making the virus seem like it's not going to be that big of a deal at the beginning. And you kind of, what, not poo-pooed it, but. Well, I, I, got, I got painted as some sort of viral denier, which I, right. was not what I said. Right. What I said was, the press needs to shut up. Right. They are going to create a panic. And it's not going to be worthy of that panic. 
It's not going to kill 2 million people. You remember those predictions? Right. 2 million are going to die? I said it's not going to kill 2 million people, and you all need to watch Anthony Fauci and do what he tells you to do. I said it at the end of every statement I made. I said, let him be your North Star, do what he tells you, and right. that's that. And so when he said, this is not the flu, this is more contagious, it's more virulent risk populations, I absolutely adjusted my position, and I said I was wrong. I was wrong. I didn't know the brutality in the um, in the risk population because I've now dealt with a number of cases and it's brutal. And the infectivity, which is what you and I are talking about today, is really kind of extraordinary. But I knew I knew that the press was making a panic that would have horrible consequence, mm -hmm. mental health and delay in treatment of other conditions. Now we're we're going to we're going to outstrip COVID with the deaths from delay in treatment and mental health and substance complications. So we're going to, well done press, well done. You've done it now, you know, and that's what I was afraid of. I could see that right. coming. I thought we'll handle this. We'll handle it. Let the, let the CDC handle it. Not people who just learned how to pronounce the name of medications, right. you know? And so it, and of course it spiraled completely out of control. Well, yeah. And, uh, and well, I watched what you had said multiple times and here was the thing. Um, and, and, and being a man that you are and saying you change your position or you go back on something or you apologize for, this is, I think, the beauty of what I respect about someone when we can make mistakes, we can say the wrong thing, we can, we can think the wrong way, and all you have to do is go, hey, my bad, I'm going to change my position. Um, maybe I was misinformed. Maybe I was incorrect in my predictions and my thoughts and my opinions. And this is kind of the, the crux of what's happening in society today. It's like, yeah. it's it's okay to mess up. We should all just go, hey, my bad. And that should be a point of continuation for us instead of, no, you know, bl blame forever. You're the worst. That's your position. You know, instead of jumping on each other, I think we just need to take a step back and go, hey, let's just adjust. Let's learn. Let's grow. Let's fix it, which I'm, I'm glad you did because I think- uh, Especially, especially you know, when there's, there's at that stage of the game- no one knew what was going on. We we all were sort of guessing and trying to take our best position to make things, you know, go as good as best as possible based right. on our judgment. I was not that far off. I didn't say come to Chinatown. I didn't, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't say don't. I mean, I I was off, yeah, yeah. and I am always I'm always happy to say to to immediately own up where where I've been wrong, apologize for it, adjust course. And let's move on with what right. we've learned. Otherwise, how do you learn? You just don't yeah. learn otherwise. And right. and this virus, you know, has been very, very challenging all the all the way along. I also knew that the American medical system would improvise and develop treatments and vaccines. I just knew we no one responds as well as we do right. in terms of uh, responding to these things. And I thought you watch. There's going to be amazing progress rapidly, and uh, it's exactly what's happened. Well, yeah. I mean, look, I I. You know, I think what, and I want to, you don't have to express your opinion on it if you don't feel like it, but I think what's made me the most upset um, is I keep, I kept private about it. Um, and uh, unfortunately, I couldn't go on tour this weekend. I was supposed to go on tour this very weekend. And I was nervous. I was like, who am I going to tell? Who am I going to talk to? Because there's this stigma surrounded around getting it, which is, it's, it's, it's unfortunate because. Well, tell the, me about that because that that's weird to me. I'm jealous that you're done and you're immune <laughs> no. now. Good for you. I, well, I'm not. I'm, I, I, if, I if hope you had been on a if you'd been on yeah. a ventilator with kidney failure, I would not be so jealous. Right. But the fact that you made it through with like a, a you know headaches, I am very jealous. Well, I'll say this: I'm hoping it's over. I don't know, and you know, it's true. Fr from all I've read, uh, and and been told, like. It can manifest. It can continue. It lingers. I'll tell you that. 
It's definitely something that continues that you're tired often. Um, it's been a, two weeks for me now, so, you know, it's it's annoying. Um, but there is a stigma, and it's it's not it's so fair. weird. Well, it's because so because weird. the media has politicized it so much that if you so get therefore it, you're you're like a Trump supporter if you've had COVID. That, that's what it feels so, like. No, seriously, oh my if, God. It, it feels like it feels like if you say to somebody you got it, <laughs> they just assume you to, must be this anti-masker, uh, oh. alt-right crazy person who just didn't care about the rules. Which wow. is, you know. Not the wow. case, you know. And, That's and wild. It that feels is wild. It, it, it feels that way in the community. It feels that way with friends. <laughs> Pe- people are weirded out about it. They just they don't know how well, to that, respond to it. I've I've seen people, you know, people are like, why why isn't why aren't you dead? Why didn't you die? Isn't everybody die of this? No, no, right. Nobody your age dies of it. Well, here, yeah, here, nobody. Here, here's the here's the problem. I think is the stigma beyond the politi- the, the the media politicizing this thing. Crazy. There's also this like. Um, this like shamefulness you feel of like I let myself or my friends down, you know what I mean? And 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 it's and it's undue. It's put on by, I don't know, the social ghost. There's something about it that makes you feel, um, like I've let people down or something. Like I've oh I've done something wrong. When truth be told, I I had no idea. I couldn't have known. My the person that gave it to me had no idea. You know. <laughs> So you're not putting each other in positions of like who cares, but there is a weird stigma, man. And it and and it also the moment you test positive, I'll tell you what also makes you feel worse. The next morning, I get a phone call from LA County Health Department. Oh, of course. And and, and it's and it's this guy who can barely speak English, <laughs> and he's saying we have an emergency. We need to talk to you immediately on my voicemail. So I wake up with with anxiety, and I'm like, oh yeah. my god. And he, he says, is this, I call him back. He says, you know, Mr. Santino, you've tested positive. I said, yes, I know. I've already got the results, obviously, before you did. That's how you got them. Uh-huh. And he said, um, well, we have pressing emergency issues to discuss with you. So, of course, I'm, I'm thinking he, they know something I don't know. Right. You know? And, right. And shame on L.A. County for doing it this way, by the way. Yes. Yes. Um, really interesting. Very interesting. Tell and, me more. And, and, and so he's, I said, well, what is it? You know, and I'm bracing myself like, oh, my God, is there other news? Am I? Yeah. And he said, I need to know immediately who you were with and where you were. <sighs> and I took a pause for a second because I thought, well, uh, what is this for? Like, I, I, you know, I feel a little uncaught off guard. Yeah. It's, you know, first thing in the morning. And he goes, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's a collection. We're trying to find a collection of data to route the spread of the virus. And I said, I got to be honest with you. Um, I don't feel comfortable just doling out all this information right now. Mm-hmm. A, I just got a positive result. I feel very cornered. I don't feel like this is warm. I don't feel like this at all is like caring. It's kind of just like you're another number. Tell us what happened. And you know, I told him the limited amount of details that I needed. And I also said, and I'm also following protocol to let you know, I'm staying at home. I'm quarantining. I'm not seeing anybody else. I'm isolated. Um, but they just, it, you were just a, a number. A They're t- coming for you now, man. They're coming yeah, for you. That's them. I know you were just, we were just a ticker. You know what I mean? It's just a, a statistic. Yeah. So that, yeah. that makes you feel more dirty about the stigma. It makes you go, yuck, I'm just some stupid number. And in their database, it's just another idiot that got it. But you're like, I, I'm not some reckless moron that was, you know, out partying yeah. at Lake Havasu with college kids, sucking on, you know, people's toes and doing body shots. And it's just, it's like, uh, it, you feel annoyed that that also gets lumped in the same category. That's what's, that's I what's bet. hard. I, you're, yeah. you're much more sensitive than I knew. 
Yeah. And well, it's, really it's also fascinating. It, it, you know why? Because when you get sick, <coughs> bless you. <coughs> I know these days people you sneeze and people like look at you like, like with that stigma. Right. They freak out. Well, here's yeah. the thing. I'm more sensitive, and I'm being honest because I, I, I'm sad that I didn't get to go on tour and see my fans. It, it sure. breaks my it breaks my heart. Um, yes. And also, I will say this: when you get sick at any degree, whether it's this or the flu or pneumonia or a common cold, you begin to you sit with yourself a long time and you think about a lot of stuff. And one of the things I started to think about was um, how disappointing this can be for for other people as well. Like I began to think about not just my position, but like this debilitates people to a degree where they can't work and they lose their jobs. Right. Uh, it, it's, it's, right. it's mentally, it mentally really does a number on you. When you can't taste or smell anything, uh, it, 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 you get in a world of depression. I can't explain. It's weird because oh, food. Well, you, do you think, hang on. Yeah. Do you think that it's that, or do you think it's a separate sort of phenomenon of the illness? Cause it clearly gets into the nervous tissue. Well, you know? so I've heard from multiple cases from different friends that have had it, that it, um, a lot of people suffered pretty severe depression during it. Now, whether that's because of it itself or the phenomena of, of the, of the zeitgeist of the virus, I, I, I couldn't Ugh. tell you on a personal so level. Weird. I, I can't get over it. I, I got to tell you, I cannot get over it's it. It's wild. You feel well, this way. On a personal yeah. level, it, um, it's depressing because you put food in your mouth and yeah. you don't care. And you're like, right. I don't, I, which, which made me think pretty deeply one night. I thought, thank God I'm just shoving ramen down my throat and just dealing with it. <laughs> right. But I thought there's got to be people who get really depressed that can't typically eat and this suppress their appetite and then they can't taste. And it, it kind of ruins the body even more. So I kept it in my mind, eat as much as you can in terms of sure, pack the body with nutrients yeah, and just shove it in, just shove it in, just shove it in, just yeah. shove it in. Yeah. But I just imagine there's other people that suffered from it significantly differently than I did that couldn't eat. And it just was, you know, it's this like, it's this harbinger of the illness where it makes everything worse, right? It's like, you know, when they say like, I'm fat because I'm sad, I'm sad because I'm fat. Yeah. That idea. I'm just saying like, I'm depressed yeah. because I'm sick, I'm sick because I'm depressed. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Or some combo. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, so and, I don't it, know. It really, it, it makes me think about previous periods of history where people have had illnesses where we as humans at the time thought it was because some evil spirit, you know, mm -hmm. entered your body or something. I mean, there, or, or because you were a courtesan right. and the courtesans brought the illness to Venice, you know, whatever right. it is, the way people, it's fascinating to me that even in today's scientific society where you think people would know better, that it's the same phenomenology around totally. stigmatization. Yeah. It's too much. Well, it doesn't really surprise me at the end of the day, also because, like I said, the media did a number on this thing and people automatically have chosen a quote unquote side. I'm sure there are plenty of people that are Trump supporters that that definitely believe in wearing a mask. OK. Like, oh, yeah. Well, and vice versa. I'm sure there's liberals yeah. that think wearing a mask is stupid. But the idea yep. that the media was like, this is the position if you're right, this is if you're left. It was so dangerous and so stupid, and it's made us worse. And and unfortunately, and I hate to say this because this sounds terrible, but every time I'd read about some idiot that was like mocking masks or downplaying the masks or even downplaying this thing in general, being like it's a hoax or it's this the separation thing is stupid or whatever, 
a, a small piece of me, and I don't, I, I hate to say this, a small piece of me wishes I could bestow some of my virus on them. Just to go, just to go, Here, oh, piece. oh you, think it's, you think it's fake? Let me give you just a little number and then tell me how fake it is. I like, it's just annoying. And, do you think, you do you know, think it getting this gave Trump a little, uh, you know, Well, that's the other religion? thing. That's yeah. the other thing. That pissed me off, right? Like I'm in the middle of getting this. I'm keeping it quiet. Some of my friends and family know, but they're also keeping it quiet just for privacy issues. And then he gets it. And of course, of course. Within two days, you know, he's like, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. It's inc- it's incredible how easy it is to beat. And once again, he's sending this message of it's not a big deal. Who cares? And look, even if you feel that way, as the president, you just don't do that. You don't have to create panic, but you don't just poo-poo it away because millions of people got very sick, right? Yeah. Wait, and they had so, to so deal what, with it without what, what having- you know, yeah, I, I agree with you. What would the right tone have been? How how does he, how do you get that balance to right? Because you don't want him, right. well, you don't want him saying, "Oh my God, this was horrible." Right. Hide your hide your kids. You want him saying something like, "Hey, this is a terrible illness. Do what you can to protect yourself." Thankfully, I've had a pretty decent course of it, but I felt horrible. It could yes. have gone bad, yes. but it didn't. Thank God. Uh, well, Wouldn't here's what I, better... here's what I wanted him to say, Drew. I wanted him to yeah. say, "I'm lucky, yeah, that I have twelve of the greatest doctors on Earth." And the immediacy of getting airlifted to probably one of the best medical facilities on earth with all of the most advanced medicines on earth, like make it clear yeah. that your advantage is is obvious that you have the ability to have those things at your disposal. When you say something like, you're going to be fine, we're, we're so good at beating this thing, he's forgetting because he doesn't know these people, but you're talking to somebody who, someone who lives in a two-bedroom house with five people. And they're all very sick and they range in ages because that's their family and they can't afford yeah. and, and they can't afford uh, great meals. So they probably eat bad, high cholesterol, high fats, high cholesterol foods, yeah. right? Yeah. They probably don't yeah. have really good access sure. to medication. So I'm sure they're not going to Whole Foods to buy vitamin 365. You know, like that's right. I just think it's he, you have to present this as the president or as a great leader and go, hey, I'm lucky that I have all these things at my disposal. And thank God I did. Many people aren't so lucky, and I want to let you know: don't don't lose your mind and panic over this. But just know this: the range of how this affects people is extraordinarily different. So, right, that's right. Also, I wish it was communicated, Drew. Just because you get sick from this, like different levels of sick, that doesn't um, make you more of less of a tough guy. Like that pisses me off. Well, that's what makes me mad. Is like uh, a friend of a friend got it. And I don't want to say who. Um, and he was very quiet about it. And he got very, very sick. Okay? Like, yeah. he went. He was in the hospital for a long time. Um, a friend of a friend said, how is he doing on this text stream? And he said, "He he's good. He's on the other side of it. He's tough as nails. And I was like, that's such an annoying... It's not how tough you are. Like, this... It, it's not like a... I'm a str- dude, I'm a strong dude. I'm going to beat it down. It's like... No, it affects people's immune system differently. I, I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with how tough of a guy you are, how much of a man you are. That well, pisses I, me I, off. I 
I guess you can say somebody walks through it without feel, you know, being disturbed by it. You know what I mean? Sure. He's, there, there's such a thing as walking through an illness unperturbed. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not about being a strong or a weak guy. That's just like, good, I'm glad you made it through without it being depressing, for instance, or whatever. Right. But scary, all these other things it, it can easily be. The one thing Trump did I kind of like, he, he sort of missed the note again, was saying – I had really aggressive care. I want to make that standard of care for everybody, which which is pretty not that hard to do. Right. And uh, and already dexamethasone is becoming standard. Remdesivir is, remdesivir is becoming standard. He's going to get the Regeneron out there, which is great. Um, and there's lots of other things we can do. I mean, Regeneron is not that different than giving convalescent plasma. And there's a couple other Regeneron products out there that look good. There's a Lily product, the vaccine. The point is, good, let's make it all stay. Totally. People have to understand, once you get in the hospital, they're going to give you the best care, period. The problem is getting everybody in the hospital that should be in the hospital. And that, right. that you know, that we can argue about how we maybe not done such a great job with that. But getting people, once you're in, you're going to get the standard of care. The standard is the standard. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's pretty darn good. And that's why the death rate is so low right now. Right. I think well, I think that, you know, my beef with him getting it while I got it, it just intensified. <laughs> it intensified my feelings about an, it. An, another guy with sort of orange hair getting it. I mean, that's true. Takes the, takes Don't the, takes you the <laughs> dare put us in the same category. All right. <laughs> it take, takes the thunder away from your case. I know. Well, that's Come like, that's like a, that was like a one time um, uh, I was getting on a flight. This just, just reminded me I was getting on a flight to. New York, and I was in Indianapolis on a little puddle jumper. You know those little tiny, shitty little like one seat, two seat planes, and um, oh, yeah. it was a horrific storm, and they had delayed uh -huh. the flight like three times. And I mean, horrible outside. And I'm like, I'm just gonna get a hotel. I can go to New York tomorrow. And at this point in the night, you know, they're like, we're still gonna try to make the flight. It's good. The weather's gonna calm down in 30 minutes. So I said, fine, I'll have a beer. The weather will calm down. <laughs> yeah, I have a beer. The weather seems to be the same, but they get on the PA and they're like, all right, we're going to board. So I get on this flight and it is so bad. Drew, I've been on a million flights. It, on the takeoff, we were like banking sideways to get up in the yeah. air like that. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's holding on to the seat, you know, the arms and everyone's doing like, yeah. oh, shit, yeah. you know. And there's like a rumbling beginning. You can hear people's voices going, oh, oh, oh that big <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> and I think everyone's got one of those stories. Well, I've got and, one. And I've got a million of them, but but I yeah. look over to my right, and I hadn't noticed uh, prior when we were boarding or whatever. I just was on my phone, probably not paying attention. And uh, sure enough, um, it's, uh, 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 oh my God, what's wrong with me? The, co the uh, coach of, used to coach Indiana basketball who threw the chair, Bobby Knight. Oh, oh my God. Bobby Knight is sitting reading a paper. And it, oh, my God. And Drew, it was as if nothing was happening. I mean, he was thumbing <laughs> through the paper. And it made me go, well, I, I, God's not going to kill me with Bobby Knight on this flight. Because if we go down, I'm not even going to make the pay. It'll be Bob Knight died and five other morons. So He's too mean. He's, he's too mean he to get my, taken he out. He stole my thunder. So same thing. When Trump announced he had COVID, I was like, no, this is my time. I have COVID. You don't get to do this. So I, I, I was, I was bring annoyed. Bring the stigma. Yeah. So I, I got to tell you our story. So Corolla and I used to go around the country giving lectures and stuff at colleges and things. Mm. And um, we were on again in Cincinnati getting on a little, you know, little two-engine prop, you know, prop jet, whatever, prop yeah. propeller plane. Yeah. And it was delayed, delayed, delayed. And we were, and we were looking out the window and there, and the guy, somebody gets up on top of the plane, bangs on the top of the engine, on top of the, the, the propeller engine. And uh, and then tries to fire it up again, and black smoke 
pours out of this thing. And Adam goes, I don't know any serious engine issues that are created, that are solved by banging on it. (laughs) But anyway, with that, they boarded us. We get on the plane. It's one of those, those situations like you're describing where it's, you know, incredible as a storm and we're bouncing around. And all of a sudden, Corolla starts poking me in the ribs and he's saying, Roberto Clemente, Roberto Clemente. And I look up and the guy in front of us is reading a paper. The headline is Roberto Clemente struck down in in, in his prime in a plane crash. You know, no. <laughs> and he just poking me, <laughs> Roberto Clemente. <laughs> Jesus. So that was our story. Yeah, but you ended up being okay, right? Ended up fine. You it ended up was fine. Good. That's the so, thing. Uh, now I'm not afraid of anything in the air. I used to have fear of flying. Now I'm afraid, now I've got, I, it's resiliency, I, exposure therapy. Yeah, that's right. I lived through that's so it, many man. of it. I stopped caring at some point. Yeah. But, but but anyway, I just... Uh, so the Trump thing was just the timing of it was insane that he gets it and he gets in and out and he's back on his feet and he's making it seem like it's not that big of a deal. Meanwhile, I'm still pretty sick in the midst of him getting in and out. And I was annoyed that I was like, this, this is just... It's just the height of his his unawareness, I believe. You know, he could have just said, I'm lucky to have all this care and it's going to affect people differently. That's all. I, I do think that should, yeah. be, that should be pushed out to the world. Is like, or, or how about he just have something like Fauci? I, I still say Fauci is your best source of information. Of course, I don't he know should what, be. People, people hate him because he's so conservative. But I've, I've been standing behind that guy since the AIDS epidemic. I've been following his direction. I've been an admirer of his. I know people that know him. I believe I can't really reconstruct my memory well enough, but I think I brought him down here to speak to my residents. At least that's my memory. Uh, and, uh, you know, and the guy just, he's right. He's just right. He may be conservative. He may be excessive, whatever, but he'll get us through this reasonably. Yeah. He just does. He knows I, what he's doing. I, I'd, I'd, I'd rather listen to someone like that who's trying to give good balance to the situation. And it's got to be impossible to be in his position anyway. I mean, what a difficult place to be. And honestly, even Fauci will tell you, there's so much uncertainty in this. And that's not to to create scare. It's just to say, we just don't know yet. There's so much left. And dude, you're living embodiment of that, right? We're trying to figure out how you caught it. Right. It's insane. Right. Maybe it wasn't even him. Maybe it was some other exposure you had. Yeah, that's, I mean, the irony would be staggering because he did, you know, tell me the other, you know, he told me the three days later that he had it, but, but honestly, it could have been, I, you know, look, you know, I, my Amazon guy who comes all the time, he never wears a mask and he uh-huh. leaves stuff on the porch and, you know, I don't really see him, you know, he, I wave to him sometimes, but um, this morning he had dropped off dog food and uh, I was out front by the car and he, he left it at the end of the driveway and uh, I, I said from a distance, I go, hey, man, do, are you not uh, you're not scared of not wearing a mask and going up to people's houses and all that stuff? And he goes, you get it, you get it. And then he got in his truck and drove away. Well, that, that's not an irrational position. Well, that was his it's, that was his way yeah, of thinking. I don't like he, but here's here's the come. It's, that is not irrational. The problem is. If you get it before you know it, how many people are you going to give it to? Okay, see, that's, that's, that's the that's problem. That's the problem. Right, yeah, that's the that problem. is the problem. To me, that's yep. the thing, is like you're you're forgetting about, I hate to say the word endangering, but you're forgetting yeah. about who you're putting in a vulnerable position without your knowledge yeah. and yeah. their knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, uh, listen, I, I, I got the same problem with, again, I still work with Corolla, right? We do a podcast regularly. Yep. He goes out on the weekends, doesn't wear a mask sits in clubs, does three shows, doesn't wear a mask. A lot of the states where he goes, people aren't wearing masks. He comes back two days later, I'm doing a podcast with him. Oof. You know, he, he, <laughs> he, it's, 
you know, I, I've. But that being <laughs> here said, here we go. We'll you know, see. You know, I, I don't know. You know, I, I think. Uh, I don't the, know the stigma thing. I can't, I can't get my head around the stigma though. It's so fascinating to well, me people, that you feel that, but it, it makes sense to me. But I, it, but it's so irrational. I can't get my head around. Well, it. let's put it this way. Uh, I'll say this. I know probably twenty people that have had it. About five of them have talked about it publicly. So what does that wow. what does that say to you? In fact, it, yeah. In fact, wow. A, a good friend of mine told me another friend of ours today who is massively famous, uh, who who has a very squeaky clean image of, you know, kind of be doing always doing the right thing, and he got it. And of course, he doesn't want to say anything, not for any other reason. He got it completely. He has no idea. Um, but he doesn't want to say anything because he is afraid it'll dilute this image of, you know, him being uh, this this kind of go by the book guy or whatever. And, I, and so so, you know, so let's let's explore this uh, uh, the other side of this, which is are you going to keep wearing a mask just to yeah. signal? You don't need to once you two weeks have gone by. You know, I'm gonna. Um, I'm going to wear Why? a mask when this is over. I guess because I don't care, because it doesn't do many. Like, I got one of those, um, Bobby's girlfriend, Kalila, who is a lifesaver, who's given me, she gave me so much great stuff to take, but gave me one of those oxygenator, those blood oxygenator things or whatever. Um, oh, yeah, good. That's good to have, yeah. So I've been measuring that every day, and uh, yeah. um, it's been good. So I, I do wear the mask, and I've tried it with the mask, and it's the same number. So I was like, it's not, it's not a harm to me if it makes other oh, people. Oh no! Well, if it makes other people feel good in public. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. So you're doing honestly, it to, again. Yeah. You're doing it to to a reduce other people's anxiety. Yeah. And 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 it's kind of a signal. You're signaling cooperation, that kind of thing. It's fine. In here, we pour whiskey. Whisk, ginger fans. I know you like to have a couple of sips of the sauce, just like the Red Rocket. Let me tell you something. The next day, when you wake up feeling blah. You need to fix that. DHM Detox is the vitamin for people who like to enjoy alcohol. Time to be smart and responsible while you're drinking your booze, okay? Whether you hate that next day feeling or you just want to enjoy a few drinks and you want to feel better, DHM Detox is the go-to drinking buddy you need along for the ride. Their company's built on the phrase, no days wasted, and that's the truth. They use science and a blend of antioxidants and vitamins to help boost your body's natural response to alcohol and help break down the toxins. That's the biggest thing. People think they're dehydrated. You might be dehydrated, but also there's toxins in your blood. Take two capsules after your first couple of drinks. It goes to work. Double up and take another two capsules if you're feeling like you're having a big night out. All right, if the boss is taking you to Chili's to promote you, you know, and you want to get a, have a couple of boots down the throat, do yourself a favor and double up. They come in convenient packets to share with friends and family. Easy on the go. Two tiny little pills, or you can take four tiny little pills. Make yourself feel better the next day. Don't feel blech the next morning, all right? Help break down the toxins and get some vitamins in your bloodstream. It's a risk-free for purchase, so if you're not satisfied after taking the product, email them. They're going to give you your money back. You have nothing to lose, okay? It's that easy. It's a no-brainer. Try it out at the very least. Uh, plus, it's free shipping in the U.S., so they're going to give it to you free. They'll take it back for free if you don't like it. We have 20% off your first order. Just head over to nodayswasted.co slash whiskey. Use the promo code whiskey at the checkout, and you're going to get 20% off your first order. That's nodayswasted.co slash whiskey. Remember to use that promo code whiskey. Ginger. I like gingers. Um, hey, I got to talk. You got to get Bobby to talk to me. Okay. I predicted that little relapse he had, and he's just been avoiding me ever since. Well, he, he, I, he I, know, think, he, I think we all did, sadly. I think that was the problem is we, we kind of saw that coming. But, you know, 
It's hard. Well, it's, I, he it, he knows what to do. He is he knows what to do. That's the thing about yeah. Bobby. He knows what to do, and I know what he needs to do, so I can give him shit about that. So, <laughs> yes. I, I, well, you should. And in fact, you know, we haven't been shooting together. We've been sh I've been shooting at a distance, and for a while, we were just joking with the fans or saying, "I was out of town," and then it was, you know, we just didn't talk about it. And now I'm finally saying I'd like to come out and talk about it because um, I didn't want to talk about it truly at the beginning because I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. I was angry. I was upset. I was sad. Uh, I was bothered. I was frustrated. So like all these emotions, I was like, I'm just going to wait and talk about it when I feel like it. And when you and I texted, I was like, there's no better person to chat about it. I also, let's get into something more interesting. Um, there is a point of boredom that sets in, right? And uh, Right. Well, that, that's what I want. Keep going. Well, you were going to go well, down a path I was going to go down you, now. Go can, ahead. Can you jerk off? Drew, should I jerk off with this? Is this is that? That, that wasn't exactly where I was going, <laughs> but, 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 but now that you mention it, yeah, enjoy yourself. Well, really, uh, truly, get, get those endorphin, get the endorphins going. I was afraid. Don't expose anybody to your fluids. No, but get I those was endorphins afraid. Going. I was afraid. I throw them at my neighbor Carl. Actually, you, you, you needed <laughs> you needed your chi. You wanted as much chi as possible. Well, I was like, is it is it stupid to masturbate? If I'm this deep in it, like, should I just like? Is not... it is it ever? I mean, that's a, that's a question for the ages. <laughs> but honestly, when you're sick, <laughs> is it stupid to master? How bad of an idea is it for me to jerk off when I'm sick? Truly, uh, because I did. Um, I do. If you were, if you were, I mean, you did you have a? You never had a fever with this thing, did you? No, I didn't. No, I, I think if you're into a febrile illness, a full flu syndrome, I, I think all things being equal. Maybe just focus on taking fluids and nutrition <laughs> and distract yourself other ways. Okay. But but now that I'm in the boredom stage. Now go ahead. Because I, I've been here's the deal. Yeah. Living with COVID is like being a drug addict. Somebody said that to me today and I huh. thought, oh, that is so true. Not not having COVID, but the COVID era, you isolate, you're a little ashamed, you feel powerless, you're you're not connecting to people. You, you just all these things that addicts do, you're just doing that automatically. Wow. And then people are reaching for alcohol. Oh, that, God, that's yeah. what that, that's what they're doing right away. And so we're seeing tons of this now. But I think framing it as, oh, well, this is what this is how addicts live, which is you're sort of not reaching out, you're not connecting, you're not asking for help, you're powerless, you can't regulate, you can't find meaning, you can't engage, blah, 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 blah. And that's that's this thing, man. That's the yeah. world we live in now, which is why we're seeing all the substances go way high, so, way high so right now. So, of course, we're on Whiskey Ginger and I'm not having a drink because I'm not, you know, I'm trying to take care of my body. But um, we had a report that was given to us from one of our alcohol sponsors, a 416% increase in the first quarter of COVID. Yeah. Um, I, listen, I did something sales. I've never, I've never done in my life last night. I had a, uh, a, a bourbon, a small amount, but uh -huh. it was a Wednesday night. And I was like, meh, well, I've never done that you in my whole life. Boy. I had a weeknight. You're a bad I, it boy. It was just On weird. A I was school thinking, night, Drew. You bad and my boy. And my son said, What are you doing? I go, I don't know. <laughs> he goes, he goes, no, no judgment. No judgment. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I, I was like, I don't know. I just I, I do that pretty frequently. I, so I there's definitely no judgment on my side. I love to have a couple <laughs> of fingers. But I also, I'll say this. Um, so when my taste and my smell came back, um yeah. it's re this is something very interesting to note. Certain things that I used to like to eat or drink, 
They don't taste as good anymore, and it's crazy. Yeah, that 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 will continue to kind of morph. I bet over the next six weeks or so. I hope and because we'll see, we'll see where that ends up. Let's see where that. Well, ends because up. it's strange. You still, you still have sinus. You still full sinus wise. I just, I, up? I, I'm pretty clear. I have a little bit of congestion, but it's um, but to be honest with you, this happens to me all year long. Like I just will sometimes get sinus congestion, and it'll go away in right. three days, and then I'll have it in a month. Right. right. Um. But for the most part, I mean, my breathing is not obstructed, I guess, if that's the, you know, right. if that's the question. And so this thing has been not that hard for you. It's been pretty, pretty okay. Yeah, and you so, don't seem to be heading. You no. Thank God you've got a little bit of the long hauler stuff where you're mm-hmm. fatigued and all this, but just a little bit. That should go away. And uh, hopefully you'll just be immune and that'll be it. Yeah. That will be the, that will be the, the. The, the net result of all this, yeah, ho- and you feel so. a little ashamed of yourself I do. for having caught this virus that you have no control over. I know, it's crazy. It's amazing. Well, it's also, you know, and I've it, it makes you do weird things, Drew. I mean, I I um, I started sleeping. Uh, I would put, I would tuck my penis into my butt when I would sleep, and that's just how I got to sleep because it would, it would, it was, it was a calming effect, and I blame so it on the on. virus. You, you're, you're, I, let's I keep, come let's from... keep moving forward. Let's pass right. Let's go right past that. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. You're, I, I think, I think that worry that's worthy of a little bit of examination. You, you understand? I come from your mom's house, right? I yes, got yes. the Seguras. I know. I, you, you know. know. And um, what their question would be: Your penis and not your balls? Yeah, no. Well, I'm no, confused. No, because I, I'm able. My balls are long enough. I, I put them on top of my penis. I can rope them around. So right, yeah. And you just put the one in, not the other. They left the others behind. No, oh, yeah, I, I just I'm, yeah. I, in fact, my balls are just still out in front. I just leave them out in front, so it looks like I have balls with no penis. It's uh, so it's like a, like an elephant scratching its tush or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just yeah, it's nice. It's an elephant it's getting nice its scratching its underbelly. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, it yeah. hasn't made me do anything absurd, but it has. Um, uh, it it um, as you know, we've talked. I have I have uh, not anger issues, but I get very hot very fast, and it's how, how is that? How is that not anger issues? I have anger issues, and. Okay. Uh, I found that I get angry when I'm um, powerless, and this makes oh you feel, yeah sure. I've gotten so sure. so. I take these long walks at night. I go for about three yeah. three to five miles because I used to run every other day. Uh. So to supplement my running, my lack of being outside, I'll take about three to five mile walks, and um, during the walk, sometimes I'll get really really angry, and it's the, the walk is supposed to calm me down, but. I keep thinking about how I have zero control over this. It's very frustrating. Is this since contracting the illness or as a result of all we're living with here? Since contracting. Because before that, yeah. before that, I would go. I'm going to bet that's a virus. I'm going to bet that's more the virus. Because I because I like, like for instance, the presidential debate, mm. Trump was viremic at that point. Like he was, he was already infected. And that irritability and hostility and stuff, that may have been related to the virus, not whole, wholly, but wow. I, I'm seeing irritability as part of this syndrome well, how much, in some, how much, some people. How much neurological effect do you think it has? Well, profound. Pr- well, profound. I think yeah. some of the long hauler stuff is all the neuroinfectivity stuff. And we got to figure out how to. There's there's evidence that it's a, a persistent inflammatory cytokine thing, and I, I'm involved with some people who are doing research on trying to suppress that. But I think fundamentally there's a, there's a neuro component to this. And I, you know, back in the day, I used to treat a lot of uh, remember chronic Epstein Barr, mm-hmm. remember that whole thing. Yeah. So I I saw that come on. I saw when that all started in the psychiatric hospital I was working in, and there was this really very interesting phenomenon that happened, where 
everybody with depression was being treated as though they had a chronic virus because a few people had noticed that certain viruses were creating these chronic fatigue wow. syndromes that were associated with depression. So they they went overboard with it, and wow. then and then they couldn't figure out which was which. It was really a mess. It it. And so that whole thing of chronic Epstein-Barr went away, then it became chronic fatigue, then it became fibromyalgia. And the reality is fibromyalgia is the proper construct of mm. this, and that can include post-viral syndrome. Some people do have that. And COVID is highly prone to a post-viral syndrome. And these long haulers are really quite miserable. Wow. Well, well, what do you think, you think after I've uh, passed this through and do you think it's going to have uh, long-term effects? Like, because they're still no, curious about no. it, right? You don't think so? No, I think you're going to be fine. I think, and and, and interestingly, I, I will tell you that one of the things they were noticing is that severity of initial illness was not necessarily what was the correlate with being a long hauler. And in other words, all the long haulers had not been hospitalized, for instance. But all the ones I've seen and heard about were sicker than you've been. So uh, I and and by the way, not resolving the way you're resolving, especially mm -hmm. not resolving like the the taste and smell stuff so quickly. So you're resolving right on schedule. You're you're doing fine. Huh. When you say the long haulers, you, you mean people that got uh, progressively sicker and sicker and sicker as time went on. Not sicker and sicker, but three months later aren't well. Wow. And usually the symptoms it's, it's sleep disturbances, muscle aches, body aches, uh, maybe fevers, headaches, cognitive difficulty seems to be very prominent. Fatigue, of course, very prominent, and and it's sort of protein. It's all over the place. Uh, lots of different, and, and some of it quite wow. severe. Some of it almost like a persistent pneumonia. I've seen. I, I'm not even sure what to call that case. I've seen almost like it never resolved. Very, very strange stuff. It, but uh, is this it, is but, an unusual virus. But you're saying typically those people that shows up pretty fast right away. A lot of those, a lot of those symptoms. Yeah, you know, you kind of you you don't have that feel. You don't have that flavor. Mm. You're gonna be fine. No, that's I mean, you're gonna be you're gonna be ashamed of yourself, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's. I gotta tell you, it does suck, and it sits with you in a weird way because you think, "What could I? Could I have just been? You know, what? Why didn't I just not go hang out?" And then you think, "Well, I, I hung out outside. Like I thought that was okay." From a from a, you go through this list in your head over, um, yeah. You know, was it foolish? And and honestly, not that this is the right way to say it, but I I would have rather caught it from a foolish or a more foolish way of. Yeah, yeah. Being indignant yeah. about the way, it. Or, the way I think know, about careless. it, if, if, yeah, I get you. If I were to get it now, I would be thinking, after all this effort, now I get it? Right. Why didn't I just get it? Why didn't I just go get it three, six months ago? That's how I I'd felt. be done with that's it. That's how I felt. Yeah, was, I get that 100%. I 100% understand yeah. that feeling because because now I'm like, oh, man, after all this effort, I better not get it. But if I do, I should have gotten it with, with uh, Santino. Right, right, right. <laughs> right, because there's other times when I think, at the beginning of this, I mean, I was in Philadelphia doing my last five shows that I've done this year and maybe until God knows my last weekend run was in Philly and it was just kind of happening. It was in March still and the rumblings were getting real, but it, yep. it wasn't full on. And, and that was our yep. last show. And I remember how many people I took photos with at in the beginning because it, it was early, early on in March. And Nothing had been locked down yet. In fact, I got on a plane to Chicago the very next week. And yeah. that's when Lightfoot, that's when they closed the city down. When I was in Chicago, I was like, holy shit, this wow. out of nowhere. Um, and we had to cancel my Chicago shows. And that, that's why Philly's were, Philly was the end of the run. And I thought, I saw so many people in Philly, I could have easily got it then. I mean. Hey, I was in South Carolina 
Uh, and wow. I was speaking to a group of 300 people, maybe 400. And uh, it all seemed uh, there were no cases, in, yeah. maybe three or six or eight in South Carolina at that point. And it wasn't clear. The infectivity wasn't clear. That That's the part that if I'd been aware of, I would have been less cavalier. Right. I would have been a little more worried that this could rip through a place and before we knew it, catch everybody. But again, I'm curious. It'd be really interesting. Did you did you did you eventually call the? Because I'm curious if we're gonna ever gonna find out where you actually caught this thing. It, it, have you have you now reported to the county your contacts? Yeah. 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 So I I, and, I gave them all the information that they needed, and the gentleman that that told me, the my friend of a friend who was the one that gave it to me. Um, yeah, we think. As far as we know, right? He. Yeah. You know. He felt really bad, and uh, did he give it to anybody else? No. Did you give it to anybody else? No. I mean, not that well, that's you know, that you hope that you hope that you know. You know what I mean? And 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 your wife? No. No, she she no she does have it. Oh, she does have yeah. it. Yeah, that's right. And and how has she done with it? You know, kind of. It's it's kind of the same. It's been it's just kind of like lingering and annoying, wow. and it just doesn't. Yeah. It just kind of takes a long time to like trudge through this away. yeah it's yeah. it's just it's, it's I, yeah. it feels i'll tell you what like i put up halloween decorations the other day um because i was feeling up for it i got on the roof and then when i was done i was exhausted and i mean more than i would when i usually do labor around yeah. the house and, yeah. and then today i washed the i washed the car because i'm trying to like slowly get myself to get back into doing certain physical activity because sitting around i have terrible FOMO. I mean, I have restless leg syndrome. I can't, I don't like sitting around even when I'm sick, which is pathetic. That's what my mom is always like. You're the worst at being sick because I'm so antsy. I'm like, oh, get it. Let's go get this over with. So I washed the car. And even then I was more tired than I usually am. That's kind of how it feels. I'm more tired than restless I leg. Have we ever, have we ever talked about that? No, but I have it. It's terrible. That's a, that's good times. What well, I, it's just, it's, you take anything for it? No, and I'm I'm sure you're going to tell me that I should, but I just don't. Well, I mean, you only should if it's either super painful or you can't sleep. Um, I can't sleep because I can't turn my mind off, and I those are obviously interconnected. But I can't sleep because at the end of the night, I'm thinking about a thousand things about work, about either the podcast or touring or comedy or what I want to do or, you know, I, it, there's a million things on the head. So. I can't turn off. It's really, I take melatonin now, which I got to tell you, because I don't like to take stuff. We talked, when we talked on the phone, I told you, yeah. Yeah. I don't like to take even Advil or Tylenol. Whenever I'm, uh, I got a, you know, upset stomach or a, uh, my head, I kind of just let my, I drink a lot of water and I just do a little bit of exercise and usually I kind of feel fine. better. But, um, I'm all for that. But I, I've slowly but surely started to take melatonin because I got to tell you, for people that don't like taking NyQuil or whatever, um, it makes me feel so much better in the morning. Yeah. You know, I take NyQuil. I wake up the next day. I feel like I was on a bender for a month. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah, yeah. I feel like shit. Now, melatonin's a funny drug. Melatonin puts me to sleep like better than a sleeping medication. It's crazy how well it puts me to sleep. But I but I wake up five hours later. Boom. Oh, you do? That's the problem. You, and then if I take another one, I feel t bad in the morning. So it's kind of a has a double edged sword for me. Drew, do you do you wake up in your in your age and you're still a young man, but you're a, how dare you? You're a little bit more experienced than I am. Um, more experienced. Yes. Nice. Nice. You you. <laughs> I mean, although you look younger than me, but that's just because God blessed you. And do you do you do you wake up to pee in the middle of the night? 
Not generally. Remember, I don't have a prostate. I have prostate cancer. Oh, that's so that right. Was all taken yeah. Out. So, so what? So, so, so what do you pee once? Once every day? Twice a day? I mean, do you just? No, no. It's a normal intervals, but but I don't get that pressure at night. Uh, don't really get that. So, so it, and, that's uh, why and, it's good to get prostate cancer. Then you don't have to piss in the middle of the night. I guess. That's right. Huh. See, see how that works. That's a good. Solution. You still don't have to worry about getting your prostate reamed out and all the stuff that men do when they get older and they get what's called benign, benign prostatic hypertrophy. And uh, I've avoided all that. Nice. With one simple giant operation. <laughs> I, I wake up in the middle of the night to pee, and I've noticed I do it pretty regularly. Um, it's also because I've been drinking. There's there's medicine for that too. Well, I've been take drinking care of that so much water now because of this. Like I've been yeah. chugging yeah. water every day, um, and now I've been waking up to pee sometimes twice at night, which sucks because I've been drinking so much fluid. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my regular scheduled pee, you're gonna love this. <laughs> Is at 5.30. It's at 5.30. Uh, my body clock is insane. I don't sleep with an alarm. Yeah. Even if I have to wake no. up at 6 a.m., I don't set an alarm. My body just knows. But my my regularly scheduled pee is at 5.30 in the morning. And I got up two days ago, and I was feeling really loopy, just groggy. And I went into the bathroom, and I decided for some reason to sit out because I was just tired. And I was like, I'm going to sit to piss because I'm tired. I don't want to piss all over the floor. And I sat, and the seat was obviously up, because I'm in that room. There is no woman in that room. It's just me. And I sure. fell into the toilet, and I yeah. and I laughed for maybe 10 minutes straight. I couldn't. It was the most joyous I've felt during this pandemic. Because <laughs> I was like, this is, it's just a sign of the times. Like, sh everything fucking yeah. sucks. What? Now my asshole is inside of the toilet bowl. I mean, it just, yeah. it made me feel human and okay again. I was like, someone, nice. I like the it. universe still has a sense of humor. Yeah, I went ass, it right into, the, I don't know if you've ever done that, but I I went inside the I, bowl. I uh, learned to put the toilet seat down for my wife when we shared a toilet at night. When pregnant with triplets, she fell into the toilet and I had to, with great difficulty, pull her out. <laughs> So that that was a bottom, yeah, as you say. That's yeah, yeah was, that was my bottom. But I felt good. I gotta tell you, it was the first time I had laughed at myself since this whole thing because I that's the other thing. You I I I just comedy was so annoying to me. I didn't nothing was funny. I was just agitated the whole time. And well, let's talk about that yeah. for a second. Because because it feels like we live in a time when and this is a major problem where nothing is funny. Yeah. You know, we've we've lost track of funny and everything's serious and you can't kid about anything. Right. You can't. I, I, I mean, isn't the job of comedians right now to take on and, and to show us, totally. you know, ways we perhaps haven't thought about before? Now, through through the last 50 years since Lenny Bruce, the job of comedy was to take on the man. Yeah. But a lot of comedians kind of are the man now. So you need to take on the mob, don't you think? I mean, the mob yeah. is the thing that needs to be kind of examined. Well, that's what's been going on. I feel like a lot of comics are, you know, myself included, you know, prior to this whole thing, like you were clapping back at everyone because there was so much chaos and you had to make fun of how ridiculous we were becoming. I mean, we, we just, yeah. we were taking ourselves to a degree of of such insane rhetoric of like, just we wanted to subcategorize and subclass. I, I, there's a bit I used to do on stage about how like I can be in support of, of the LGBTQ community, but I also think um, it's dangerous to continue to subcategorize people. Like it's just another category you're in. Like, oh, you're an L, you're yeah. a G, oh, you're a T, or you're a Q, or you're an I, you're an A. Um, this continuation of like division feels 
less progressive than I think people would want it to be. It, ironically, it's it, it, it's it strangely doesn't it feels illiberal. Yes, it goes against right? which is yeah. It's like did you see in uh, Seattle or Portland or wherever they had, you know, somewhere up there they had there was a park and a bunch of white people were like this is for people of color only. They were guarding the park, but it was a bunch of whites guarding the park. <laughs> it's like who are you to say that? It was such an insane idea. It was like no non-people of color are allowed in this park. And they were the gatekeepers of it. And you're like, do you see how insane this is? That you, like, it just, we've gone so far because we, I think people that care, they want to show that they care, but sometimes yeah. they're misinformed, they're ill-informed, they're uninformed. And their way that they show care is incorrect. And it does more damage than good. I, th I think, I think and it's, yeah. it's happening across the board on a constant basis. I think that we're doing it constantly. You know? no, no, we need some common principles. We need a moral compass. We yeah. need a spiritual element in our conversations. We're just cut loose. We're just adrift. Yeah. And it and and it's like we're animals, you know, chewing on our paws. I know. And it's and, and this has become the new, you know, I can talk to you about this because it's it's quite personal to our community. Um everyone is and people are leaving California in droves for a multitude of reasons, both political and Listen, personal man. and I, it, it, like crazy, they're getting they're following Rogan down to Austin. A lot of our friends, yep. and, and and here's the thing: uh, some a, a well-meaning New York Times reporter was interviewing our governor, Governor Newsom, and she said, "You know, for the first time, I'm really hearing lots of people, successful people, leaving California." And Newsom goes, "Well, I want to tell you something." The former governor Jerry Brown said, "He said, where are you going to go?'" And she goes, "Where, where are you going to go?" That. They're they're going. Is that is that what what do you mean? He goes, I don't know, but that's what he said. Anyway, I know a family from California made a lot of money. They went to Salt Lake City, put their son in private school. They're doing great. It's like, yeah, they they left. Cal yeah, you're, you're you're telling the story. We're trying to get you to to listen and right. respond to. It really is crazy what's happening. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I get the I got a feeling. There'll be a time when we can hang on to California, and we and we can it will be good, and that we'll grow back. But I just don't know how far down the the poop shoot we're well, gonna have to go before thing. we get there. How long? How down? How far down the number line do yeah. we go until this thing bounces back? I, like I said, yeah. you know, Chappelle had a great bit uh, when Obama became president. He, I think he did it on, I think he did it on SNL maybe, but he was talking about how he's been a liberal his whole life. And then Obama gets to become president and they're going to raise taxes. And he's like, I just got this money. I just got this. Like it does. Fe it feel it feels like like I feel that way when people are. I have no intention on leaving California. In fact, if I did, it certainly wouldn't be to move to Austin because that's not my place. It's not for me. But um, I know all those guys are going down there and I wish everyone well. But like I would probably go back to Chicago or go to Colorado. I've said that because those are family is there to us. So. Those, but those are great. Also, those are there's well, so many great yeah, places I mean, and, in this country to live. No, That's the good you know, news. That's the good news. Right. There's so many great places. And I have no in intention country. on leaving. I just think um, it is funny though. <laughs> even if I wanted to leave, we just got into this other house. So I'm like, un oh, you moved? Yes. From when I saw you? No, no, no. From there. From I'm, I'm at that house. But I'm like, I okay, can't okay. leave. I just got that house just a year ago. It's like, you know, what am I going to do? So. I know. There's nowhere for me to go. That's, that's, I think that's why I think that's why Burt Kreischer's staying. Uh, exactly. Well, he's staying because uh, uh, his problems will follow him anyway. So it's not where can he run? <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like and he, his he, and the females in his house will kill, kill him. him if yeah. They, you know. Well, yeah. What are the, you know? Wherever you go, there you are. That old cliche right. phrase. But it's like that's right. 
you're going to be there no matter what. So enjoy it, I guess. We'll figure it out. I, I don't think, you know, I don't think I feel any more safe or not safe here than I would anywhere else. And also, you know, maybe I'm, well, I'm holding on to find out what happens with the business and what happens here in L.A., you know? Yeah, that's, that's sort of my thing. We're so entrenched here and entangled. I would love to live. I'd love to go to Nashville or North Carolina. There's so many great, New York City. I moved to New York even. Um, but we're too entangled, we're entangled here, so I'm gonna have to hang on, hang on, and see where it goes. Yeah, me too. And I'm, it's gonna be, it's gonna be rough. In the meantime, I'm, I'm gonna hopefully get through this. I'm glad. I'm gonna take your uh, well wishes to say that I'm gonna be okay. Of course, I, uh, I'm hoping you're gonna be fine. You, you could, um, you could take some thymine. You could take some vitamin C. Wouldn't hurt. Okay. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'd say. Uh, let me think of other easy things for you. Well, Rogan, Rogan, uh, Rogan called me. We had a conversation, and he he said, uh, he goes, "Are you taking vitamin D?" I said, "Yes." And I'm si- and vitamin D. When I said I'm sitting yeah. in the sun, every, I'm outside every day doing something. And no, you need a supplement. You need a supplement. I know, I am it's different. Than I am. And he says, uh, he says, "Well, you know, you're pale ass. You know, you you probably could use it." <laughs> and I said, I did. I said at the time, I go, "Yeah, well, you know." And then when I hung up, I thought, oh, I, I should, you know, I should have informed him on the little piece of knowledge I learned recently that redheads have 125% more vitamin D in their blood than normal humans. Because, because the sun gets right through to convert your <laughs> that's right. 25 hydroxy to 125 yeah, hydroxy vitamin that's right, D. That's right, dude. And it's actually when you have darker skin that it's more problematic for the sunlight to get through. Yep. But <laughs> listen up, <laughs> Joe sun. Rogan. I got tons of fucking vitamin D, pal. All right. I am good. I'm a solar panel. I am a solar Speaking panel of, for vitamin D. Why Why have I not been on the Rogan podcast? It, I'm such a fan of his podcast. And, it's a mystifying. Well, now, you need, I now ask, you need to go I, to Austin. You got to go now. I'll happily. I would get on a plane tomorrow and go be if I could be, to talk to him. I, I just am fascinated by what he's doing, and the, he's he's just such a, an amazing job with his podcast. Yes, and I, now he's and he's acquired a lot of wisdom and knowledge from the, the people he's interviewed. Well, that's what I think. And you know, look, look, and all these Spotify employees are mad at him about that. So that's the other thing. It's like the idea that a bunch of employees think that they want censorship of something they have nothing to do with. It's like you're just a worker yeah. bee, dude. This is a this is a money play. This is a corporation spending hundreds of millions of dollars on a library of something that's been built for years. And and the best part about Joe's show, um, to me always was, as a, before I even became a, f- a friend of his and did the show, was he had people on that I didn't, quite frankly, didn't, dis- didn't agree with or like. That was, sure. it was refreshing to see somebody yes. on there who I didn't agree with or I didn't enjoy. Yes. And and absolutely. Know, the more challenging the better, right? Right, to think that you know, you should be harboring only things that um uh, you always agree with and that are always on your side. It's it's again a symptom of the echo chamber is ruining our communication process because we're not learning from people that think differently than us. We're just going to we just want to hear exactly what we know and then we're like, "No, no, no. You shut up." I don't like you because I, you don't you don't agree with what I agree with. It's the detriment to society completely. You know, hundred percent. You should hear I, other the, opinions. The, the, you know, we've had we've had the death of math. People don't know how to assess probabilities anymore. We've had the death of discourse. We've had the death of rationality. I mean, it's really all the the strengths that we have as human beings have been sort of shut down. Right. It's time to bring. You know, Christina P. and I have the rational revolution. Yes. We're going to have a rational revolution. Yeah, I hope, and I hope, I so. hope it works. You guys will be the heads of it all, and uh, we will. 
Dude, I thank you for joining I'm send me. You, I'm going to send you our propaganda. I'm going to send you our. Maybe you'll sh you'll sh share it on this webcast. Well, send. Uh, we also, have, I want you to send me a, a detailed list. Give me a list of um, exactly that cocktail that you say that could help. The pre-cocktail. The the. Uh, the math plus. It's called math, math plus. plus. Yeah, send that out. Yeah. We'll post I'll send it. You, on I'll this. send you. Can, do you want me to send you? Yeah, I'll send it. I'll, I'll copy it from their website and send it to you. Yeah, we'll post it on here so people can know uh, what that what that beautiful little cocktail is to maybe thwart away the virus. Because like anybody else, I did that thing where I was like, you know, what if I'm, what if I'm like immune, or what if I'm ace? You know, if I've already been through it, or so many people. That's the most annoying thing when somebody goes. I think I already had it. It's like, oh, uh, so many people say that it's, 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 it is, it, <laughs> it's too I much. Think I it's too had much, it. right? Well, then go get tested and find out if you already had it. I, I don't like what people I say. would say I would say 99 out of 100 people I've heard that story are negative, negative antibodies. Right. I'm looking for our, I'm trying to find our propaganda. I'm going to get it. Well, for get you. it for me. And let me ask you one more thing about, um, yeah. about the antibodies thing. What's your advice? Uh, let's say I'm through this and, and, and very soon, and I'm hopefully I test negative. Um, yeah. Do you think uh, it is uh, in my best interest to go give plasma and stuff like that? Is that is that? Oh, it's not in your best interest. It's in the best interest I, of the. That's public. what I mean. I, yes. Yeah. It, yeah. Yes. Hey, oh, if you can, please do. Yeah, I think I, I think please I do. will if I can. I will because I think that's a, I, I saw a friend of a friend do it. Um, you, you watch and you, you don't see if you start to feel better with all the stigma and shame and all this stuff being of service, turn it right around. Sure, right. Right. It's going to make me feel much better. Will. I know. I imagine. I imagine it's just hard yeah. to get through it when you're in it. It sucks. I will say that for people that are listening, that are thinking about it. Um, you know, obviously I don't want to create fear or panic. I just want to tell people my side of it and, um, just know that, uh, uh, it sucks, hey, but I, staying positive it, had, is important. You know? I had H1N1. This shit nearly killed me. It was real. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't even watch TV. That was too much work. Yeah, the swine flu. It, it was swine flu, right? Yeah, yeah. It was horrible. Oh my god, was that horrible? How long? How long did you and have that was it the, for? I was sick for about three weeks. That was the 2009 pandemic, and I'm certain I was in a cytokine storm. We just didn't talk about it that way back then. But I, I kept calling this infectious disease friend of mine, going, "I am so toxic." Is this is this doesn't seem right to me? This seems I'm too sick. Right. This is crazy. Well, did it have, did, and, it, did uh, it come with other complications as far like did you have breathing issues and all that stuff or no? Everything, everything. It was just terrible. Wow. It was really horrible. And, My dog says it's horrible. Oh, it's horrible. hey pup. And then oh, that's oh, let me ask you that. That's one more thing. Should I not be um, around my dog because of uh, this thing? Yeah, I, I talked to a veterinarian about it, and uh, they can they can they can be colonized by the virus, but they don't seem to contract it or spread it. So, it doesn't seem to matter. That's awesome. So that's the veterinary position. Uh, and and you're I, at this point, it's how many days? You 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 contracted it how long ago? Well, that's what's strange, right? I was with him uh, just over two weeks ago. Yeah, so you should be done. You, should, you don't have to worry about anything essentially at this point. Okay, I mean, I, it's it's either two weeks, two weeks from first symptoms, uh, well, first symptoms really. So probably three days after that, right? You got symptoms. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe three more days before you really are out of the woods, uh, or three days after conclusion of uh, you know fever essentially. And I, and uh, I so, but two weeks is the safe. I never the safe never cracked thing. a fever. Thank God, I was I was yeah. very uh, happy about that. In fact. Uh, I run so low, my my temperature is always at like ninety seven two or something like that, or I don't even know ninety seven something like that. So, um, 
No, but I was uh, the dog thing because, you know, I, 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 yeah. I've been playing with my dog and I also, you know, we open mouth kiss my dog and I obviously, and, yeah. uh, yeah, obviously. I'm white and no, but I just, I've been playing with a dog and, and I read some, some nonsense online that was like, the dogs can communicate the virus to other people. So it like, you know, yeah, there's been worry about that, but everything I checked does not, does not doesn't suggest not conclusive. that's the case. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, it's not conclusive. Just there's no evidence that I'm aware of that it does. Well, I'm happy because uh, the dog has been genuinely a source of my happiness. Because when you're when you're bummed out, dude, and they just look at you and they don't care, and you're like, I'll I'll pick up your shit because I love you so much. Like it's it's fine. And which I do for the same for my wife around the house. She poops around the house, and I and I'll pick it up too. Well, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um, So we we part of being a husband. We end this episode the way that we end every episode. You look in the camera and you say one word or one phrase to close us out. I'm gonna walk away, and you do it when I am off camera to close out the episode. So when you're ready. And 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 let me give me a little bit of guidance. Is it something? Is it for you or the general listener? Well, last time you said something very profound and sweet. Um, I think it's for the people. Go ahead and say it for the people. Yeah. 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 Um, one word. Um, per, okay, I, the one word I would say is perseverance. Persevere, buddy. We're gonna get through this. But the other word I would look for is unity. We we need to bring it together. We need to find common purpose, common principles, and uh, let's get there. Let's get there. Let's not let's not fall apart. Let's stay together. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful.